you getting yourself ready for our show? Bobby Roast Beef here with another episode of Jigs and Bigs. You know it's Tuesday. You know we got we're bringing we're bringing that entertaining fishing heat for you guys this week. We had a good one in FTG today. We're taking on an uh, <laughs> like a nation of people, <laughs> and 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 uh, the main message here is this one group of folks out there. You got to watch who's representing you. That's what we're going to get about get into with uh, 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 FTG this week. We're going to talk a little bit about some so what I like to call 413-isms. Little small cultural details that uh, are near and dear to our home area. So this will be educational for a lot of our listeners from all over the place. But also, we want to know uh, a few other items, too. So if you're local in our area and you get what we're talking about, hit us up and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that stuff. We're, of course, going to review our weeks, uh, which have been uh, a series of highs and lows, but both of them ending, I think, on a high point overall. we got some really, really great stuff for you guys. We're going to talk about our holiday uh, gift guide, what's going on with that coming up. We've got another special edition show coming. We have um, an amazing Just the Tip today that can really, it can save you a huge headache. You're not going to want to miss this, guys. We have so much great stuff coming up this week, guys, on Jigs and Bigs. You do not want to miss it. We will see you in, uh, well, just about as long as it takes for this song to wrap up and you guys to go ahead grab yourself something to enjoy while we get into this show. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. We got more show coming up after this. Well, hey, everybody. How you doing out there, Jigs and B? Welcome to KJNB. I am Wacky and Sean, and this is the flippity floppity fluest of them all, Bob. Sean, it's WNBC. 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 Oh, we are a couple of pieces of shit. How you guys doing? I hope everybody's doing good there. We got a couple of folks out in the, uh, they've been getting out and about, doing some fishing, got, got some some messages. We're going to we're gonna talk about all kinds of stuff. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. We got uh, some of our jig heads in the uh, the exclusive live stream right now, kind of getting in on this whole show right now. We got Billy Hill uh, jumps in. He's sharing his day. He says, got skunk today. Water was unusually dirty. Nice day here in Michigan. Yeah, well, that, that's not too bad. It sucks getting skunk. But I mean, you know, I mean, at least you were able to get out there. I, I was, I, I'll tell you, this week has been tough. I got out there, what, twice this week for less than an hour each time. It was just in passing. And I went out today for about three hours total. Um, these are all just quick little bank sends. And I got on them today, a couple, um, one thirteen and three quarter and one fourteen. I thought they were twins, actually, when I, when I first took them up. And it was a finesse day, 100%. It was just all about the net, no matter what I through and i mean when i say a finesse day oh my god sean i haven't had to work a light ned this this slowly to get bit it was it was crazy uh how are you dude how are things i encountered the same exact conditions you did yesterday it looks yep. like what could be there was a pop-up tournament <clears throat> the possibly the final of the of the year 
we may be getting some warm weather next weekend, so we'll see if a, yep. another pop-up happens. But um, I came across the same exact things and did the same exact thing as you did, and uh, it turned out all right for me. I, that's I good. Complain, man. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, look who it is. Nelson DaCosta. How you doing there, Nelson? He says, hello. We're uh, we're, we're, we're doing okay. Let's, okay, so so I got to take a look at this format because this show was is, is nuts. Um, this week, actually, we were supposed to have Edie Wilkinson. You guys might know her as Bass Queen 83 on Instagram. <laughs> Edie is amazing. She is wonderful and has an ama- probably one of the most like interesting stories you've ever heard, like heartbreaking as well, but just like in general, unbelievably interesting story. And uh, I'm excited to get her on the show, get some of, of, of her info as far as, you know, talking about, you know, adventures on the water. She's actually got a whole bunch of other stuff too, that I think is, is just going to be nuts to talk about. So we've got her coming up. We did reschedule. So she should be on in the next couple of weeks. Edie, appreciate you. Thank you so much. And, uh, and before we dive into like kind of covering, what what the general week breakdown for us was i do want to give uh, a little listener shout out if i could uh, i got a dm today while i was enjoying my coffee from uh from justin kempf justin hails from uh wisconsin well actually i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna read the message for everybody right here and uh he says hello my name is justin kempf and i'm from wisconsin i'm relatively new to bass fishing been doing it for a little over a year i found your podcast through when you were a guest on tackle talk and I absolutely love the show. Currently in the process of binging the whole series. Recently, I listened to the night fishing segment you guys ran and then decided to try it out. Long story short, I hit the bank at 10.30 p.m. after my shift and caught a four-pound tank. Just wanted to say, love the podcast. Keep giving out the tips, and and he puts that in quotes. Uh, Lastly, thank you for keeping me entertained during my work shift. Love you guys, Justin. And then he sends uh, some pictures of this tank and and one of the scale. Yeah, 4.34 pounds, man. Nice job buddy and uh I, I bring this up because i love when we get listener feedback i love it especially now i mean you know we've sean you and i have 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 forged friendships that that you know now with with some listeners that and that that is amazing but there's something special about every time there's a, a listener you haven't heard from ever and they reach out and say hey i really dig this one thing about your show or hey you're a giant piece of shit you know why don't you go do that <laughs> you know what i mean but it's like you you at least know that you're this the thing that we're working on right now trying to put together it's actually getting heard and that still to me is mind-blowing that people actually listen to this shit so thank you guys I appreciate you. I know Sean appreciates you. If you guys have, uh, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're like, well, shit, I want I want Bobby and Sean to talk about me on the air. Say hi. Send us a DM on, on Instagram or, or or shoot us an email uh, through our uh, over at jigsandbigs.com. We got a contact form you can do. Um, oh, and, and I did. You know, it's funny. Nelson just comments right here in the uh, Jighead live stream. He says, uh, FYI, I left a FTG story today. That is good to hear. That is really good to hear. I think we're going to include it in this show. So in, in the breaks, I'll be downloading that and setting that up. I, I'm willing to bet I know exactly you know what, what it it's is? about. Oh, really? Oh, I think, I think it's actually going to be the subject of just, just the tip. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's nice. I like that. It ties everything all together. So when we wrap this segment, I'll make sure to download that because I just got the notification that it's there. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Um, um, playing playing off what you just said, we also uh, I I just had my my immediate family over. Mm-hmm. Your boy STF celebrated one uh, one more trip around the sun this past. Happy B Day, dude. Thank you this past week, and we celebrated today due to all things, you know, soccer and you name it, um, that, you know, we're not going to have a, any sort of a birthday party for an old man in the middle of a week. There's no reason for that. But everyone came over, and we had tacos, and we had cake and ice cream, because yeah. that's what we do at my house. Nice. And my brother Taco stopped cake. in and made, yeah, yeah, Taco Sunday. My brother stopped in and made mention and said, uh, hey, man, I saw someone with a jigs and big sticker in the parking lot of work the other day. My brother works for a... Uh, a local, uh, a local market slash eatery, <clears throat> and uh, I said, "Well, did you talk to him?" He said, "Yeah." The, as they were getting out, he said, uh, "Yes." If they were listeners, and the, there was a guy and a girl, and the guy said, "Yeah, I'm a listener." And uh, my brother says, "Well, my my you know my brother's the host." Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Well, Bobby or Sean," and uh, yeah, there's Jerry popping in. We'll we'll get to you. In we'll a get bit, to Jerry. you, Jerry, in a minute. So this mystery person that my brother spoke to, a mystery customer at my brother's place of work, actually said he knows you. So we'll see if uh, if he comes back. I'll make sure my brother reaches out and say, "Hey, how do you know you know so and so?" and take it from there. But yeah. yeah, it is nice that people are talking. It which is it does awesome. kind of amaze me. Like I still yeah. get a little bit of joy when I'm on the highway. Actually, the most joy comes from when I'm in the car with my wife and I go by somebody and I see a Jigs and Bigs or like an Old Glory or, or a Hookset Hoodlum sticker on their car and I'm just like, those are my people. <laughs> she gets so pissed off. Oh my God, it's, it's That's adorable. Me. I made this. Yeah, exactly. I made this. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, one other thing I want to talk about about this week before we get into the um, the shit show of fishing, at least on my end, is that I got to give a big, huge round of applause to Delirious Angler because oh. Delirious launched a brand new endeavor this week, and I could not be happier for him overall. And I th- I see this being a a massive success for this guy. Like I really, I genuinely do. He is so freaking talented mechanically um, that this this is the the most natural progression of anything i've ever seen any one individual do in the whether it be you, you want to call it the business world or the content world or, or in his situation it's sort of an amalgamation of of both um but if you guys aren't already go and follow maniac mod shop that's m a n i y a k m o d s h o p all lowercase, no spaces or underscores, nothing like that. Maniac Mod Shop. Check that out. What what Delirious is doing is he's putting his talents to to real world situations right here. Right now he's he's got a bunch of content of mods that he's done currently. One of which is your boy's kayak trailer, which uh, we've gone over some of the the last few stages and planning and things. And once now that the the kayaks are are, are back and we'll get into the, what where they were for uh, in just a minute. But now that they're back, that trailer is going to be going and it's going to be getting completely redone with all 
kinds of great stuff. I'll be able to carry two kayaks on there, an upper and a lower. Um, uh, there, we're, we're talking about doing a rigging station, like all kinds of really, really great stuff. Super excited about it. I know he's been working on Eric Graves' kayak. Um, in fact, there's a great video on his uh, profile, if you check that out, of Eric's face. Have Gravy's face as he's putting the first couple of holes into the boat, which let's be honest, after you've just spent that level of money on that kind of investment, the last thing you want to see is a drill having its way with your kayak. But that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. I put it so poetically, don't I? <laughs> well, I would have I would have changed one word out. A What's maniac that? having a his maniac. way with your That's kayak. True. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, you know, so I'm very, very psyched for him. I told him, I said, let's get you on the show. And we'll talk about it. I want to. I want to. You know, all, all about it. If, if people have stuff that they can, um, they are are interested in having done with either either their their trailers or their their kayaks, any any kind of modification stuff like that. Find out what he's got to offer because this is amazing. I'm super psyched for him. On the heels of that, I want to talk about something I'm really, really excited about that I'm also working on, and this all kind of came out this week um, when I got an email from the owner of uh, a company called uh, Torque Strap. What is Torque Strap? I, I posted a video today, uh, kind of doing, or not today, yesterday, doing a little unboxing, and um, what Torque Strap is, is it, it's basically... It's 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 an an evolution of the ratchet strap. There's actually no ratchet compound with this at all, but there is a a, a piece of I'm not 100 percent sure if it's a bungee or a spring or what it is that provides a little bit of almost like drag when you're tightening this down. It's it what it gives you is uh, basically it's supposed to give you optimal um, uh, security without it being unsafe like a bungee. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever taken a, the end of a bungee to the face because it let go or something like that. Most of us have. Not a good thing. Like, you could lose an eye doing that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good thing at all. Um, in fact, the uh, the owner of, uh, of of Torque Strap has a story about this. I guess a bungee had gone straight through his, his dad's hand when he was like 15 years old. He's he, he, Check out the website. It's amazing. So I'm going to do uh, a, a change out on my kayak. I'm going to get rid of my ratchet straps, and I'm going to use the two torque straps on my trailer and we're going to give it a road test i'm actually going to record this using my gopro i'm going to uh you know record all this stuff see how it handles uh, i'm probably going to take and mark on the trailer to see what kind of movement there was if there was any at all you know i don't know i'll come up with some kind of a way to to put it to the test and see what it's all about but i'm really excited it's a lot faster a whole lot more secure so this could be very cool for you know a lot of us that use kayaks or small boats and you know you're not you know using a traditional boat trailer or something like that along those lines but good stuff very very good stuff now yeah i saw i, I did see the video and then i watched uh I, well i i had seen you didn't you send me a little bit of a video or something what did you send me send me something i think i, I the, sent you i think i tagged you in the video that i posted but i think i sent you one of the videos from their website that's right i watched yeah. that one and then yeah um I'm looking forward to, to getting my hands on a pair too. Yeah, just letting you know. It's I think so. it's going to be I think it's going to be really good, and they seem like it's is just just this could be very very cool stuff. It's a Kickstarter campaign too, and I find like a lot of those um, those products that come from that grassroots level where you have someone that's got an idea. Sometimes those are the best ideas. They just don't necessarily have the capital to kind of like take it up to that next level. They're at that level now. 
You know, like they're yeah. they're 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 making it happen. So it's a good story. We may have uh, have have some one of the reps on on to to talk about it and uh, figure it all out. But this is something where as soon as I found out about, it, I was just like, oh, I know a bunch of people who would totally dig this this product or this item. So let's 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 pull the uh, the curtain off the. Uh, off the wizard here and, and kind of let everybody know what's what's going on. I'm just making things up, man. Wizards wear curtains. We're, wizards wear curtains. Wizards have sleeves, not curtains. Let's let, look it. Let's just go ahead and pull the doily off the iguana. All right. Let's perfect. Do that. I like that even yeah. better. I like that even better. So the reason why we were at three bells last week was not just because we think that Derek and Lauren are awesome and we wanted to hear about their big announcement and things like that. No, they were doling out some upgrades for the uh, the natives, uh, and and we got hooked up uh, pretty good. We upgraded uh, both Sean and myself with the um, uh, a steering. Would you call that a steering cable upgrade? Because there's more to it. It's basically the. Yeah, it's not just the cable because it's the cable and all the drums. The, the drums are attached itself. To. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's it's, it's really sort of the, the entire the entire rudder know. system basically yeah. a, a, a upgraded. Where um, we had a, a Burley Pro upgrade to the uh, the drum and the cable system, everything in there, uh, which is awesome. It looks it turns so much more responsively, and I mean, it's just it's like night and day. But the other big one was that we. Both have um, Boondocks uh, does a metal rudder, which is very, very nice. It's also a little bit longer. So it's I mean, this is going to aid in maneuverability and, you know, it's it's going to it's going to change things big time. And I'm I'm, I'm actually, you know, uh, these changes would have been done much, much earlier. But a lot of this was just waiting on parts. Now I'm even more anxiously waiting, putting that back in the water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like even more. Yep. Yeah. You you got your um you got your metal boondocks rudder installed. Mine is actually on order. Yours so is I, on I order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yours is coming, but I, I still have the stock one, but we're uh we're getting there. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I did have a chance to use mine this weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And um we had uh one last tournament for uh for MAKB. Well, one last as of this week. We'll see if another one's coming up. I doubt it because it's gonna rain out and honestly I think I fish with witches because they all seem to melt in the rain. So, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. We, Nelson's probably laughing listening to this because he brought that up in a group chat one day yep. about what, what's going on with everybody being afraid of rain, but that's fine. I go out in the rain. I like it, but it is going to be rain and a little cooler. Although we are getting a little, little bit of a warm up for this weekend. I think yeah. it's going to be up to 60. Oh, um, oh. yeah. You know, it's crazy. The weather right now, air temps are going from like high to mid twenties to not like today was like 55 degrees out yeah i mean it was crazy i was like you gotta be kidding me swinging all over the place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh this week yeah you know aside from uh from Derek came up and we had a we had a little gift exchange in our driveway because everybody had stickers oh. or lures or this or that for the other yep and um Derek had the two boats with the new uh the new steering systems put in um what what day was that was that thursday or friday was that, i think it was thursday right that was Thursday. That was yep. Thursday. Yep. I remember that. So that was that was Thursday. So Saturday was the tournament, but the the tournament mm -hmm. had a couple of had a couple of little twists to it. Oh. Um first off, we didn't know where we were fishing. Second off, it was a team tournament where you got a partner that oh, was going okay. to be assigned to you also unknown. Really? For 
Yeah, 14 people got into the tournament, um, meaning seven teams of two. Uh-huh. And there was a, a list of uh, possible pawns that, uh, uh, you know, that were, were going to be chosen basically in between um, the 495-90 intersection and all the way down to the Cape, but not going on to the Cape. So oh, there's a okay. pretty, yeah. pretty broad area, right? And um, the lakes were mystery, so there was no pre-fishing. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I was I was hoping for two, honestly. Either Lake Snippetuit, which we all would have been on, which is down in Rochester, mm-hmm. or the um, the uh, A1 and Chauncey Pond, um, or Cha- Lake Chauncey and A1 Pond. So the A1 Pond is a favorite of mine, as we've talked about on this show. Oh, yeah. There's really not a lot of bodies of water and mass that are like this at all with the amount of timber that's in there. And um, if uh, I guess if, if it was a dual lake that had been chosen – you and your partner had to split up and you had to, there was another bit of strategy. You had to figure out who was going where. Oh yeah. So I went to dinner with, um, with some extended family on Friday night. Um, one of my younger cousins, uh, second cousins is, is in high school looking to join, uh, join the military and his parents wanted to talk to me about it. So we all got together for dinner, you know, us and them, my kids, their kids, everybody had a nice dinner. And in the middle of, you know, this talk, my phone was exploding. So I'm going, what the fuck? It's gotta be the, tournament stuff yeah 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 the tournament the the tournament decisions and this and that so once i get to the car i realize number one it's been chosen at the a1 chauncey came up randomly and i say randomly because ken wood's daughter zoe did all the picking which was awesome and uh should be done for every event because the unintentional comedy that went on during this thing was fantastic um Really? So A1, yeah, oh yeah, it was funny. It's up on Facebook. You can give it a watch. Okay, okay. Oh, well, it might be in the group. Ooh, I don't know. Ah, either way. But um, yeah, that was funny. And then uh, the only other Western Mass guy in the tournament got picked right after me. So it was name was picked, partner. Name was picked, partner. Sean Dominic and Scott Rhodes. I should, I should start calling Scott Dusty, huh? <laughs> I would. Yeah, Scott Scott Rhodes, you are partnered up tag team partners with Sean the Fisherman. So, Cadillac reflex, Cadillac reflex. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> now I'm off track. So Scott Scott was blowing my phone up, going, "Where do you want to do? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go, etc." So we made the smart call. He has some experience at Lake Chauncey. I did not. I yep. have some experience at A one. He did not. Yeah, um, we experience, split that way. Man. Yeah, and. uh you know, because this wasn't a trail event and this was kind of a lot of fun, man, there was a good amount of shit talking oh, that yeah. went on. It was, yeah, it was pretty fun. Usually that doesn't happen. But, um, you know, when the stakes get high, people just kind of clam up and, you know, that way if they lose, they're also not losing their dignity as That's well. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got out there in the morning uh, on, on A1 with me was, uh, let me think about this. So we had Torrance Davis, who I met. Torrance, nice guy. Never met you before, but... Mm-hmm. He had a lot of fun out there in the water. Very different, uh, very different kayak he has. He has one of those pontoon ones with a with a stand up seat, like really, really wide. I'm talking like forty or fifty inches across. This is a definitely a different boat. Hmm. Um, my oh, man was was it like like we were talking about a few weeks back, Jackson, uh, like one yeah, of those. Yeah, I think yeah, similar similar uh, to that. Where it was okay. like almost like a it's almost like a schooner, almost um, like a catamaran. <laughs> Catamaran, that's right, schooner. So uh, Torrance was out there. Good friend, Ari Stonehill was out there. My man and yours, 
Nate Shagnon was out there. Nate, dude. Dude. Steve Hedges was out there. And I'm trying to think who else was out there with us. Uh, oh, Ray Figueroa. Sparky. Sparky, Sparky True Nibbler. True Nibbler. Yep. And then that was five. Uh, I don't remember who else. Every time Hedges. I see. Oh, Valber, Valber Santos. Oh, okay. And, and me. That's seven. <laughs> Gotta count me. I was there. So, uh, yeah, we got out there and it was uh, 28 degrees when we launched. <laughs> There was ice forming on our line guides. Good times. Mm -hmm. My spinning reels didn't want to cooperate until about 10 in the morning when they heated up. That was miserable. Um, and then uh, this moment, my transducer on my fish finder, more than likely the temp sensor. We're going to do a little troubleshooting tomorrow, meaning me. But uh, my transducer died, so I couldn't see in the water. I was fishing blind. Thankfully, I know that place and was out of memory. Um and it was a slow day for everybody. Mm -hmm. At uh, at A1, myself and Nate acquitted ourselves well. Nate got two 18 inches and a couple of like 14s nice. or 15s. So he did fine. Mm -hmm. um, his teammate was John Ferreira. And uh, I think after that, I think only one other, I think only Torrance Davis caught a fish and then I caught, I filled the limit. So yep. the other caveat to this tournament was it wasn't a best of five it wasn't a best of three it was a best eight between the two between the two teammates gotcha. but one person could catch all the fish if you know needed you know yeah. what i mean like if somebody got skunked well that just happens um i actually pushed for a um a split with at least one fish having to come from the other partner yeah and i didn't like that no nah, this was a fun tournament so yeah. things like that when we're we're, we're said no we're politely dismissed by the by the by the head cheese the big the big honcho <laughs> you know that might be a fun little thing for say a future jigs and bigs invitational maybe we, we we'll could see even run it by we'll we could even run it by anybody who's participating with us it's true these things they can they have these things they could happen i like that idea yep. I, th I think it's you know yep. a big game so, guy. Uh, that's right so to, to wrap that up, I mean, like I said, it was slow in both ponds. Uh, over at the other the other lake, uh, Ken hit. Ken Wood, of course, filled out a limit himself, I think. So he finished the day by himself with 124 inches or something, 123 inches. Um, myself, I had one of my fish called out by my partner. Yep. We finished with 111. Nobody else cracked 100. The next team up was uh, John and Nate. Mm-hmm. And uh, – they finished with like 96 inches. Um, there was a bunch of other side stuff going on, which was fun. There was a, basically a whole secondary tournament, best five individual going on. I didn't throw in on that, but Ken won that by himself, beat, beat out Nate. Um, and Valber got biggest pickerel. Yep. So it was a fun, neat little gimmicked up way to have a tournament. And uh, yeah, I'll do another one like that. That was pretty fun. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was, even, it was funny and, and just poetic that i got the other western mascot yeah. because the day before i had given scott a call and met up with him uh up in northampton mm -hmm. to drop off all of his chronic trips winnings oh that's he, right yeah he, he finished second in the yep. chronic trips tournament so yeah all of a sudden me and scott were best friends for two days it was great that's awesome man yep and he's planning on fishing the western division next year yep. so i'll be seeing plenty of them and uh yeah it's awesome it's i mean the way this year we're not we're not going to be doing like a year in review quite yet. We got a little ways to go and who knows yeah. what kind of shenanigans we can get into, but we're going to have a lot to talk about that episode. We really are. 
Like we we seriously seriously are gonna have a ton to talk about. I mean, I think we're, if we're if we're doing anything like that, we're probably gonna push it to like after the holidays, like a look back at a retro a full retrospective. You know what I mean? Something like that. Because we might have to make it a two parter. We did we did one last year, and we just we kind of went into it just kind of having fun with it. But now we've got so much crazy content. You know what I mean? It's been a long time, so. This would be very, very cool. Um, you know, uh, my, my week was, like I said, I had gone out a couple of times real short. And then today I had hit the bank and happened to get on some. So I was I was happy. Um, these are my first and only catches in the month of November. Hmm. Yeah, I've hit it so far. I mean, it's it's a weekend already, but um, I'm hoping this week to go get out. I've actually got some plans to go with uh, Wild Bill from uh, Hookset Hoodlums, and uh, and I think I think we're gonna do a little bit of trout fishing actually. So that that could be a whole lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Um, one thing that I do want to uh, jump into is this four one three. We live in the four one three. We do. We live here. Yeah. Sean and I, we 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 bleed blue seal kielbasa. Like, I mean, we we're born and raised here, both of us. You know, it's like we're from Western Mass through and through. We love it here. It's great. I, I mean, I, I can't speak. I, I can't speak for you, but I bleed blue seal kielbasa because that's like impending heart disease because I've eaten so much of it. That's well, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I gotta tell you guys, like we have some interesting shit here. We're gonna get into a couple of things that are very that 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 we th- we feel are kind of unique to our area, and we're uh, kind of I'm kind of curious to see where you guys weigh in. But lately, some of you guys have noticed that some of my posts on Instagram have been uh, popping up with uh, a location saying uh, Bondi's Island. <laughs> Because I've been well, so in all uh, actuality, I'm we're currently working on trying to uh, make a location at the boat launch at Bondi's Island and call it Jigs and Bigs HQ <laughs> is what we're trying to do, um, and and this just kind of comes from the fact that you know we don't want to we're just trying to have a little bit of uh, allegiance to where we live, you know, <laughs> um, and it can be kind of cool. Yeah, and where this whole thing came from mm-hmm. was well, remember I, I had asked you at the beginning of the week. So, with the debuting of the Three Bells regional fishing team, yep. in addition to their national team, um, after all this went down, I had spoken with uh, Rachel RJW mm-hmm. underscore My Marine World, and we were going back and forth about something, and then uh, I had mentioned a couple of Western Mass things. Like she's like, "Oh, I have," you know. She goes, we're gonna all gonna be doing traveling as part of this team, helping each other out, this, that, with you know, seeing each other at freaking um at boat shows or whatever, whatever yep. we need to do, right? And I said, Yeah, I said you get to experience some Western Mass shit. And I brought up a couple of things. After this conversation, I then called you up and said, you know, I'm not crazy, but these two things are really, really, really centered in Western Mass, right? And you said yes to one and kinda to the other. Yeah. Um, but definitely the- based in the Northeast, that second one. Yeah, the second yeah. one, but the first one. Well, the, you want to do the second one first, the Northeast one, because then we'll we'll come in with a punch. Let's do we'll that talk. one. Yeah, because yeah. this is the one I'm most curious about. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I always kind of thought that the the first one, or the, I guess the one we're going to follow up with now, I kind of just expected that was everywhere. Maybe it's just a terminology thing, but yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I don't think I've seen it anywhere else. I think it really is kind of original to like where we are, and says what kind of pieces of shit we. <laughs> 
So, yeah. so what I want to do is I want to throw this out here, uh, and and the first thing that we're talking about is is Jack and Jill events. What the fuck is a Jack and Jill event? Who the fuck is a Jack and Jill event? Who the fuck is Joe Brown? <laughs> I know. By the way, let's just say happy anniversary to Joe and Meg. Yeah, happy anniversary. happy anniversary, guys. Um, so we, you know, a, a Jack and Jill is. I work in the in the wedding industry. Um, a Jack and Jill is a party that is oftentimes held in lieu of a engagement party before the wedding as a get together. Oftentimes, it's it's very casual. Um, lots of times, it will be you know a, a simple catered event, or sometimes I've even been to Jack and Jills that were potluck events. Um, you know, uh, not not so much recently, but in the past, generally you'll buy tickets to these event in, uh, events to go. And the idea is that they kind of double as a fundraiser for the couple. So that way they can sort of have an event, invite like everybody that they want to have there, you know, uh, be sort of involved, but also not have the pressure of like all of these folks have to get to our wedding venue and, you know, we have to figure out a way to make this work. So it kind of like gets everybody involved. Uh, oftentimes there's games and raffles. Uh, those are also, you know, a fundraiser to kind of help the, the the couple generally like cover their expenses for the wedding and things like that. So it just sort of like is it's an event and it's it's very common. Lots of times when I'm working with uh, a couple, I'll, I'll ask them, are you doing any other types of events? Are you doing a rehearsal dinner? Are you doing an engagement party? Do you have a Jack and Jill? 9.8 times when I say that, the couple I'm talking to knows exactly what I'm talking about. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing a Jack and Jill or, or you know, we're, we're throwing around, we're not sure. Or sure, absolutely we are. And they can bundle services with me. But <laughs> there's that 0.2% that are like, what? Is a Jack and Jill. Some folks in other parts of the country might refer it to uh, might refer to it as a, a buck and doe. Uh, I've heard that. Um, oh, there's another one that escapes me. I forget what it is. But I'm curious what you guys have have you know if you've ever heard of this or if you're like these people in the Northeast are out of their mind. I know that um, while it's not really common to have Jack and Jills like in the eastern part of the state. Um, that you know, I do see them in Northern Connecticut. I see them too. Um, I've worked a bunch of them. I think in Northern Connecticut, Summers and Enfield stuff like that. It's basically Western Mass, anyway. But um, the other one that Sean mentioned is this: party-sized pizzas. It's a giant rectangular pizza. So it's probably about three to three and a half feet long. Yeah, and uh, it's cut generally in squares. And comes in a monstrosity of a pizza box. Yep. Yeah. Now, I again, I, I always, I just kind of assumed, like, everybody has, like, they might change the name of it, you know, and I, it never dawned on me. But I don't think I've ever seen a party-sized pizza anywhere else. The only one that I've seen that was national was in the mid-90s, Domino's did the Dominator, which was basically... A cheap ass party sized pizza. Like, yeah. It was really gross. It was like a thinned out pizza. Even by Domino standards, it wasn't, it sucked. Yeah. But with the beginning of my last name being D O M, we ate a few at college. It happened. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And you're like, I'm um, the fucking Dominator. Well, <laughs> there's some stories behind that <laughs> and, that I can't get and, into and, on and the then air. And the pizza dominated you afterwards. Yep. yep. Gotcha. So, um, well, in my travels around the country, after the first two Midwestern states, that's when I realized this is 
this is different. Nobody has these. And I knew they didn't have them out in Boston, you know, because I went out to school when I went to college. It was yeah. near Boston. So now I'm thinking, how localized is this? And that's when I realized that that is really the staple of Western Mass is the party-sized pizza. So when you, you know, anybody listening to this out in any part of the country, you can get a small, you can get a medium, and you can get a large. Party size is no fucking around. It's yeah. on our menus. Like parties, it's not even, it's like, it might as well be large. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's on every menu in Western Mass. And the, the further you go away out of the valley, you, you don't have party size pizzas. I don't even know if they're available in Worcester. And, it's and that's only always 45 minutes down the road. In squares. Always. always There's no squares. way you could cut this pizza. So in then, then, yeah, then when you're at a party, now you're thinking, okay. I'd like uh, two outside pieces with the crust and an inside, or I want a corner. Those corners are usually, though, they're, they're usually small and they kind of suck. But unless you you're, have a, you're a big crust lover, like sometimes yeah. you get that corner, it's got that big charred bubble on it. Yes. I'm okay with that. True, true. <laughs> so the party size pizza, they <laughs> sound like such really a fat ass. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it was really a shock to me when I was in the center of the country and I called up somewhere after a few beers. I'm like, I'd like a party size pizza. I'm like, what's that? I go, are you fucking with me? A party size pizza. Like, I'm here. We don't I'm have a that, party. Sir. I'm like, what's the biggest one you have? That's a large. I go, well, I want bigger than that. Well, that's the biggest we make. What, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Pieces of shit. Party size <laughs> pizzas. Um, Tim O'Keefe jumps in and he says, uh, "Growing up in Southern Connecticut, I had never heard of a Jack and Jill." Okay, so as close as Southern Connecticut hasn't heard of a Jack and Jill. Okay, fair enough. So fair maybe enough. it's centered in Western Mass and slowly spreading outwards, and Northern maybe. Connecticut was the first to, mm -hmm. to feel the to feel the brunt of it. It could be. It very well could be. I, I'm curious because you know. So, so Tim, if 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 you're still in here, um, what uh, what do they refer to it as? Like that type of an event, um, an engagement party? Is there is there generally like a an event before a wedding um, that's you know that's that's typical? Like you know you know oh hey we're getting married we're gonna have a such and such. You know, is, is there a term? I don't think I see. I think that the buck and doe is more of a I want to say it's more of a midwestern thing. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I want to say it's a little bit more of a midwestern thing, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Something else that's interesting about western mass, very western mass. In North Adams Mass, if you go and order a pizza, from what I've told, I don't know. It 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 arrives with american cheese on it. What? I, this is something I learned early 2000s, like 2005, 2006. Yeah. There was a guy a I was in a band with. Um, his wife was originally from North Adams. And he told me he was from New Jersey. Of all places, he was from New Jersey. And he's like, dude, he goes, when we go visit my in-laws and they order pizza, it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It shows up with American cheese on it. Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's a, I, that's, I never. That have. sounds like a that sounds like a North Adams fucking Berkshire anomaly thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where's Berkshire hmm. Brett? Can we get him in on this shit? Yeah, Nobody I, makes cheese like the Americans. And then and then we got loaded potato chiming in right there with the, mm. his emoji. <laughs> yes, Tim O'Keefe jumps in and he says that they've always had separate stag parties, but I have no idea what the bride did. Yeah, like a stag party is a bachelor party, uh, a bachelorette party. I've I suppose it could be called a doe party, but I don't know. 
that most brides are going to be like, let's have a doe party. They're probably going to, it's it's a bachelorette party. But it, what's funny is like, you'll have a Jack and Jill, but there will still be a, a bachelor party or, or a bachelorette. Like the, when it comes to weddings these days, there's, there really are no rules, you know? Yeah. There, I, there really I mean, are. I've seen, uh, you know, if you, with some of the people that I know that have been able to afford it, I've seen some couples have an engagement party. Yep. Then the Jack and Jill, then uh, the stag and the uh, the bridal parties. You know what I mean? Going out oh, and getting yeah. wasted. And then rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner. And then, then the reception. Wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can think of at least, wow, at least two couples that are friends of ours that have done that. Oh, here we go. Tim O'Keefe says that the stags were similar to a Jack and Jill. Everyone bought tickets. There were raffles and stuff. Interesting. Huh. So it's a hybrid. It hybrid is a hybrid. Stag, Jack, and Jill. They bring out the uh, the working girls too. I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> the working girls. It's not nice. That is not kosher to say these days, folks. I am a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crazy shit. Crazy. So there's so some we, Western mass stuff for there you. Is, Jack and Jill. There is. And party size pizza. Party size pizzas. pizzas. Dude, they, could you imagine ordering a North Adams party? I have to know. I now now that's my mission. I have to go and order a pizza and 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 dissect it. And this this could be a real. Let's do it. We'll, well take, let's do it. We'll but, take a ride um, to North we, Adams and regret life. Let's um let's go up there during the summer and do some fishing because there's a couple I think there's a lake or two around there we can drop yeah, into. I'm sure there I'm sure there is. And you can sure get this there is. fucking abomination of a pizza because I am certainly not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I like it. Oh, a load of potato jumps in with the, the the harsh reality. Jack and Jill is when the couples don't trust each other. Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, I have had times it, I won't even actually get into it. There I've got some wedding horror stories. That's a whole other podcast I could do. Um anyway, amazing amazing West, stuff. Yeah. There's your dose of western mass, folks. Enjoy it. Get yourself a party-sized pizza. Nelson jumps in here with a little commentary. He goes, "What about a tag sale? Everywhere else it's a yard sale or yeah. a garage sale too. Or a garage sale, that's one. Oh, you know what I love is when it's an estate sale. Yeah, like get the well, fuck estate over sale yourself. is a little no, little I know, different I know. yeah. Um, but <laughs> you, I, for for those for those people that are listening to this conversation and not knowing what that is, so we all know what a yard sale is. You don't sell yards there, right? No, you all know what a garage sale is. You don't, you don't sell, sell garages garage. there. We have tag sales out here in Western Mass. I don't know how far that extends. Yeah, but a tag sale is where you sell stuff in your yard or your garage, just like a yard or garage sale, and you put little tags with prices on them. We're not selling tags Packy. themselves. Packy. Well, that's ever. That's. I mean, is that the Northeast? New Hampshire says that too. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's a Western Mass thing. That's definitely a Northeast thing. Definitely a Mass thing for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Packy. Everywhere else, it's a liquor store. <laughs> Packy, <laughs> water fountain, and bubbla, dunks. But that's fuck that nationwide. But we we call it dunks. Yeah, dunks. I, dunks. I call it a toilet. You know, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Call it a toilet. <laughs> Call it a toilet. <laughs> Don't get me started on Dunkin' Donuts. No, I know, I know. Yeah. You, you know, any any port in a storm, I get it. Yeah. 
Freaking ridiculous. So, yeah, we live in an interesting place. Stay tuned to Jigs and Bigs on Instagram where you're going to get to see. Uh, we're going to uncover this. this. This is the kind of thing. We're like hard copy for fishermen. We're going to let you know if they actually do put uh, American cheese on pizza in North Adams, Mass. <laughs> and when, like, you can't get more Western <laughs> than that than that in Massachusetts. You go any further west and you're in New York. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, hello. North North Adams is the absolute northwest corner of the state. And then you go, you've got New York and Vermont within walking distance. And such an interesting town, too. And yeah. I say, like, it it really is. It's a crazy, crazy place. Um, there's the the uh, Mass Mocha is in there, Museum of Modern Art. That's mm-hmm. over there. Uh, that's interesting to walk through if you're baked. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had an offer to go to college up there. Oh, and, um, I went up. I had a relative. I had a cousin of mine that was actually a junior or senior there when I was going into college. Yep. And as a senior in high school, I went up to to visit and check the place out, and um, it went poorly. I I was fine. I was going to be quote unquote and uh, what was it? Uh, an advanced placement student in their classes, and I'm like, you want me for advanced placement? That what does that say? The, I yeah. I am not going to get in the discussion I had with this counselor, but um, you need to set your goals higher. No, this was bad. Like I I was all up for any party I could get into at that point. Oh, and there were open doors, and I said, this is not going to be good. Even at 17 years old, I knew there were going to be problems. So, yeah. yeah, but that was years ago. I mean, they've changed things. I don't know if the culture has changed or not, but it was, whew, it was a different place in the uh, in the mid-90s. Interesting, interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to a little bit of insight into our community, if, if you will. Yeah. If you will, folks. Uh, as always, we want to mention that, uh, you know, we've got the fishing report that drops every Thursday over at northeastwildwoman.com. Uh, always amazing stuff. And we're in fall fishing. Things are getting a little bit nuts, um, but uh, it's it's still happening over there. There is information for you. And um, I, I do just- have an update on that. I'm sorry, Bobby. Oh, okay. Go no for worries. it. Yep. So we're, uh, we're making a, a call on that because we got a couple of our angling crew are in the trees yep waiting to feed us venison and uh you know people just aren't getting out as much so we are actually going to be pushing it after this week um this week's report will come out on time but we're going to space it out to every two weeks until ice fishing gets going and then we'll probably pick it back come back to weekly yeah but for now it's a really really dead time nobody wants to get out you know well, I, I'll be out because I'm an idiot. I'm sure Nelson will be out because yeah. he's just as twisted as I am. But we're uh, we've got a lot of hunters that are doing their thing, so be prepared. This week there will be a fishing report. Yep. After that, it's every two weeks. That's cool. There I actually go. I think that that kind of works out perfectly. I think for for everybody. Um, you mentioned the um, the the fact that some of our jig heads then and contributors are hunters. Um, that transitions perfectly into uh, a little bit of a thank you that we have to throw out there for uh, uh, the one and only Jerry Multispecie House. He hooked us up. He hooked us up with some venison steaks. I believe, what was it? He he won some prizes for the Chronic Trips Tournament and uh, and got the the hookup with uh, with some uh, and hooked Sean up with some venison for us. So we appreciate you, uh, Jerry. Thanks very much. Thanks a ton, Jerry. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We're we're psyched about it. I'm actually playing around with like interesting ways to prepare this venison because you know. 
It deserves nothing but the best. <laughs> Make love to the venison. I, I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. I've been accused of the- far worse. <laughs> Jerry jumps in says definitely been a thing a long time in the hill towns. Oh, wait a minute. What's that, Jerry? That's been a thing uh, a long time in the hill towns. You mean uh, are we talking American cheese on pizza? Ugh. No, it can't be. It couldn't be. We'll we'll get down to this. We'll we'll figure it all out. Anyway, back to our uh, our, our promoting here, guys. There's a couple things that I do want to uh, tell you we have coming up um, that we're working on. Sean and I are actually in putting together this year's uh, Jigs and Bigs official gift guide. So if you've got, if you you know, obviously you're listening to the show, we make the assumption that you are an angler and you could use some gear, stuff like that. If you've got somebody in your life that's like, hey, I'd like to get you something for fishing. This is a great list to give them because it's kind of stuff that everybody could use and it's not super specific where somebody's got to get you this specific size jerk bait or this reel or what you know what I mean it's not like super duper specific these are things that can just make your your outing amazing fun easier things like that and we're working on a great list we have some great stuff we have some great deals too that are on there as well uh we want to open it up to you guys because last year we we we'd said la- last year we had limited it to five each and and I think we each had picked a few extra and then we had taken the doubles out and we ended up with five each. This year, we kind of just want to leave it open-ended. We want to find as many great products as we can. We'll get them out there to you, let you know what we found. But we also want to include you guys. Give us a heads up. If there's something that you think is amazing, shoot us a DM or a link uh, over on uh, over over at Instagram. Instagram is the easiest way to go ahead and do it. Or you can use a contact page over at, uh, at jigsandbigs.com and let us know whatever you got. I mean, we're definitely interested and want to know what's out there. But that will be we're hoping to drop that episode right around black friday so it kind of like lines up right with the holiday shopping season and everything else and folks can get their get their gear and find their deals and, and everything else and you know i mean obviously we we pay uh we we give a nod to uh all the homies that are uh that work with us you know hookshead hoodlums and three bells outfitters old glory outdoors but there's lots of like random little products and things that are super useful and handy and you know hey you know you they're they're worth what you might you might see the torque strap on that list depending how it shows up that's what i'm getting at here lots of good stuff um so that is coming up we also have uh, a very special show coming up real soon sean do you want to jump into some of the details with that yeah so i'm recording tomorrow night as of this recording uh with the, I'll be recording this year's veterans special just like yep. last year we're going to do an intersection of where you know the pastime of hunting or fishing being in the outdoors meets up with serving your responsibilities yeah, yeah yeah the responsibilities of service to the to the country um different lineup this year smaller lineup i wanted to focus a little more on the guys we had i think you know i i, I told you this i i re-listened to last year's and i th- i felt there was s- some more i could have done if we had a smaller crowd so we got a couple different guys that are coming in and i'm going to leave that for a um surprise as to who we're having on but um veterans day is this coming thursday yep so we had a choice of airing it today or this show or next one and i decided to push it to next one so we're gonna you know based on availability and a couple other things we're going to be recording it this week it will air next week so it'll be a post veterans day veterans day celebration on the jigs and bigs podcast 
Awesome. It's going to be good too. Yeah. I've uh, I, I've had a little bit of insight as to who is on this list of guests, and it's going to be awesome. We're we're really psyched. Some of you have have already actually heard them on this show, uh, which is cool, which is awesome. So it's great that we can kind of like keep the wheels kind of turning. It's good. Uh, I think that about does it for us for this segment. We're going to take a quick break, guys. Go ahead and uh, get some things ready. I got a couple of uh, pre-production things I have to do for this next segment, so you're not going to want to miss it. From what I understand, it's a doozy, too, so trust me. I'm putting the work in now, guys, so that you guys get the, 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 the best quality show. Anyway, guys, as always, we will see you right after this quick message. Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggen baits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code Jigs and Bigs, and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, Start them Young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait, too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code Jigs and Bigs, save some money, and gear up now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're uh, we're switching things up. We are def we're switching things up a little bit here because I feel I feel like this order fits better. I'm getting a little heads up that this this is the way this should happen. So we're gonna start here and then we're gonna finish uh we'll go just the tip uh and, and kind of flip flop. You know, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. That's what we're doing here. So we got our FTG segment here, and, and it's kind of a doozy. Um, Sean, should I start with my portion for FTG first and then go into this and just the tip? Or do you think we Buddy, should just we, get to this? We got so much. We could focus on this because this is going to roll right in just the tip. Do you want to push yours till next week? We could. We, that way we definitely, I mean, that's that one's going to be timeless. It's your call. I'm afraid that in that amount of time, I'm going to lose some of the fire in my belly. Okay. Why don't, we, uh, well, why don't we start with you, and All then right. we'll do what I'm sure is on this recording, and we'll go into Justin's tip after that. So uh, here, here's what I want to do for, for FTG. Um, I recently, just this weekend, shared a meme, which is nothing strange. I, I share a meme almost every day that's fishing-related for the most part, and uh, I do this to kind of just like engage with people because you know people read these things, they might get a laugh. Oftentimes, I try to throw something out there where uh, you know the, maybe there's a question or something. We talked about this in Adjust the Tip about engaging your audience. Like this was. This is me putting in practice of the shit that we throw out here to fill you guys in on. And I, I shared a meme, and it was a picture of a guy talking to a brick wall. And the caption of this meme says, Me trying to explain why I fish to someone who spends their weekends at a golf course. Now, we got, I mean... We got a good handful of comments here. Nothing crazy. Um, we had a bunch of people that would just kind of laughed it off and kind of, you know, they got the joke because that's what it was. It was supposed to be humorous. Um, and then I had 
Then I got a comment from, you know, there were some golfers who who uh, even had jumped in and, and actually had commented and said, hey, you know, I do both. You know, one, one uh, actually, I want to I mention this one. Um, I had one, one commenter jump in here and say that he does both. I can't find the comment right now. Um, and he even says in, in there, I don't even take offense to this. Like, this is, you know, this is so, so true. Um, oh, I want to give him credit. Come on. Where is it? No, yeah, it's uh, it's G-U-L-1-Semi is the account. Uh, he says, I fish and golf, but I don't find this offensive, LOL. And th- that that's great. That is generally how I feel like most folks should uh, figure this out. Well, I got a comment from somebody, and I like to push back a little bit. When somebody jumps in with like a trolley kind of comment, I like to kind of throw, you know, throw something out there to like, you know, I either make my point or or get some sort of clarification. Maybe there's something I missed, something like that. Anything like, you know, I don't post these things to be malicious. That's that's really what it gets down to. Well, I get a comment from somebody who who misses the joke and uh, basically comments and says, uh, you know, hey, um, you know, I do both. And most of my friends who golf actually fish, too. Like, I think this is a little, you know, out of line and I think it's kind of bullshit or, you know, whatever the verbiage was. I would like to tell you exactly what the verbiage was, but I can't because this troll deleted his comment because I had gone and replied. I said, whoa, hey, hold on, man. I said, "Um, you know, nobody's, you know, I said, what's really funny is odds are there's probably a golf group somewhere that has this same meme about fishing. You know, and and I was like, and it's okay for those two things to exist because this was meant with pure comedic intentions. That was it. There's nothing. And I said, this is a safe space. I was like, I'm sorry if that went over your head. You know, no, I think I said, I said, this was meant with comedic intention. I'm sorry if it went over your head, but this is a safe space. You know, it, it is what it is. He lost his fucking mind at that point (laughs) and started basically insulting myself and sean personally uh he went so far as to um he he referred to me as a keyboard warrior which I, i was like whoa so i then commented afterwards and and i do recall what i said here i said i'm going to quote ron burgundy and simply state that escalated quickly thanks very much for the engagement bud winky face I didn't think it was possible for somebody to descend further into madness. And then it happened. He lost his shit. There was another comment. And then I went to go look at the profile to figure out what what it was. And I realized it was my comment about him engaging. Thanks for the engagement, blah, 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 blah. He had gone and at first I found the account and it was private, which by the way, if you're trying to make content, like having a private account is the biggest bitch move. Like if you're putting content out for this purpose of having it be seen, like you just got to make it a public account. You just, that it's just what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to let people see what they're getting into before they request, uh, you know, being able to follow you anyway. I get into this and I try to look at the profile and my phone is just basically freaking out, going back and forth between profile can't be found, refreshing and then showing me the profile. Profile can't be found. He was 
blocking me at that moment. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. He was blocking me at that moment. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So my FTG for this week is a little bit over broad than it should be. But golfers, fuck those guys. <laughs> and and this is why this is why golfers I'm okay with 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 the vast majority of you I'm 100% okay with the vast majority of you. It's that you have psychopaths like this that are representing you as a whole, and it takes one bad apple. That's what it is. It's one bad apple. So check your boy, all right, <laughs> and come the fuck on. So that's it for me. Sean, do you have anything you'd like to weigh in with? Yeah, when you told me this story when I was driving home from the tournament, you, I, I remember you saying, yeah, this guy lost his mind, and he's calling you names and this and I said, well, wait a minute. Is he, did my name get brought up? And you told me what he said oh, about yeah. me. I'm like, why am I catching that trap? Exactly. I didn't even do anything. No, like, you didn't. Fuck? I was fishing. But, but, so. but this, this asshat, essentially what he did was he, he, he basically was throwing whatever he assumed would be hurtful remarks toward us. And the thing is, is this, is that Sean and I are old fucking salty pieces of shit. We have skin thicker than you fucking know. You know what I mean? Like it it is what it is. And and this 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 kind of shit I just think is ridiculous cuz I all like again, I do this with the intention of engaging the post. Like I normally there's a saying that's not exactly PC about fighting on the internet. Talk to me on the water sometime. I'll be glad to tell you what it is. Um but uh it's it's like you know the I understand engaging. So like when somebody says something stupid, I like to call them on it, you know, not in an overt way, but I like to kind of make mention or if, if, if there's, if I really don't think that they'll get it, I'll just correct their spelling. <laughs> so there's always a misspelling. There's always a misspelling. I think in the, the year plus we've been doing this, yep. this is only the second time you've even mentioned somebody going fucking ape shit. So yeah. you're obviously doing a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. I don't take this stuff to heart, but I just felt that the whole experience, like how he, like, I, I can only imagine that this person was probably in like uh, the parking lot of a McDonald's or something like that on break, like sitting there, like freaking out like over this, uh, over, over my comment of like, thanks for the engagement or, or even better. Like, I'm sorry if this went over your head, but this was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. sorry, buddy. <laughs> you just got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but now on to the real FTG. The real FTG. Here we go. What do we have for us? Well, you guys will hear as will we. I'm excited. Hey, guys. I got a fuck that guy story with a twist. It's more of a fuck this guy. I went down to Rhode Island today looking to catch some tatog for the freezer. The weather was absolutely beautiful. I ended up catching my limit of tatog with a couple of bonus black sea bass at about Two o'clock or so, I started heading back to the launch. I go up to get my truck to load everything back up. And as I'm getting to the truck, I reach into my pocket for my key, and the key is gone. It didn't take me very long to figure out that the key had fallen out of my pocket and into the ocean. So I spent two hours in a tow truck on my way back to my house in Massachusetts with wit who I swear was the hillbilly weatherman's brother. <laughs> Fuck me. 
Did he just end that with fuck me? He did. <laughs> Nelson. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I had called Nelson about something else, and he's like, you're not going to fucking believe what happened. And he was in the middle of searching. He goes, I've been looking in the water. I'm like, oh, no. That sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about that right now. So I'm just going to either wait for you to talk or wait for you to press a button for, for another theme song. Well, I mean, I this is it's funny because like I, I've only been kayak fishing for a year, really. And I am, you know, these are the things that kind of run through your head. Do you remember the first time we went kayak fishing? Like, not the first time we had gone. I, I'm talking about when I got the Ascend 128T. We had gone fishing with Todd Grubb. Yes. Do you remember the fucking bonehead movie? Like, I was like, where should I put my keys? And that kayak, the, 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 um, uh, what do you call it? The Ascend, uh, FS128T, right, uh, in front of the seat, there's a waterproof storage pocket and there's a cap on there. And I'm like, that's perfect. Put my keys on there. It'll be great. So I put my keys in there and everything's awesome. And then we put the kayak up on the roof rack, strap it all down. Everything's good. And I'm like, okay, cool. I go to jump in the car and I'm like, where the fuck are my keys? And there was a moment where I was like, motherfucker, I, I dropped them in the water. Yeah. There was a moment where I was like, you son of a bitch. I, if I, it was real panic. And then I was like, where did I put them? And I was like, no, no, no. I put them in that pocket. And luckily, like Todd was able to like wire, the, like like he's so like wiry, he was able to reach up and unscrew the thing. And they just dropped down on the, on the, on the moon roof, grabbed them. And we were good to go. And then it was off to 99. But that was like, there was a moment of real panic. And I've done everything from keeping them in my pockets when I've got decent pockets where like they'll hang and not like go over the edge. Um, but yeah, man, like you lose shit all the time in boats. It's, it's freaking bananas. So yeah, I, I do. That sucks in two hours. My God. Yeah. Ugh. And the expense. Holy shit. Well, yeah. thankfully a triple a, so that knocks oh, it that's down good. quite knocks a bit. Knocks it down quite a bit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but, but still, uh, oh my the whole God. thing sucks. Yeah, and then, I mean, well, then it's like, you know, if you have a spare key, you can go make a copy. But nowadays, with the way car keys are, like, if that were to happen to me, I'd be screwed. You know? Yeah. I got no key. <laughs> you know, it's like, shit. Um, yeah, it's expensive, man, to replace that shit. That, that blows. So that is going to bring us to just the tip, uh, which we're going to get into. We're, we're going to get into it right now. Bobby and Sean now have a special presentation for us all. They'd like to give everyone just the tip. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it's it's rare when we have the opportunity to have like such perfect transition from a segment into another one. But especially where when it's fuck that guy into just the tip. Yeah. You know, so. I'm going to leave a lot on the table here, things that are not going to get said. I have so many, out of out of respect to Nelson, because this just sucks. Yeah, it I is feel it, it's For awful. Sure. I'm going to leave out innumerable Nelson getting more than the tip jokes. I'm going to leave out innumerable getting Jerry's meat jokes. I'm going to leave all them out. We're not going to talk about it. What I'm going to talk about is... When you've got something valuable like your wallet or your keys, what yeah. to do with them while your you're phone. on a kayak. Yeah. I have done two things. 
Um, currently, I wear I wear a an inflatable life vest, an inflatable PFD, mm-hmm. so it does not have pockets. Okay, so that is off the table. So currently, what I do with my valuables is I put my wallet, my keys, in a small waterproof container that has a, a clasp on it that has not, thank God, broken, and then I secure that to the kayak. Oh, so I have it. I have it secured with one of Sarah Pendergrass's little leashes that she made. Um, so that thing ain't going anywhere. That's the first thing I do before my boat even yeah. goes in the water. Keys, wallet, boom, in that it's secured. I make sure it's not going anywhere. Then I can go out on the water. Prior to that, prior to prior to using the um, the waterproof container and the waterproof mm-hmm. container, you can get from like name a big box store for like five dollars or ten dollars or less. I mean, you're you're not paying a lot of money for that, and it's worth it. Um, my old life vest that I have not used in a little while, but might start using again, mm-hmm. um, has pockets. The pockets on the inside have, um, like little cloth loops. So as far as my wallet goes, I'll put that in a, in a, in a pocket that I will not be getting in and out of. Yep. And as far as the keys, I'll clip them to that little inside pocket. So even if that thing opens up, the keys aren't going anywhere. Yeah. They're, they're clipped to the inside of the thing. Actually with the wallet, I believe one of my pockets on the inside has a, um, a small area that has netting and a zipper. Yep. So I throw that in there and just zip the wallet in. that's not going anywhere. But yep. I mean, today is a great example. This oh, yeah. shit can happen and does on occasion. You want to make sure that your shit is secured pockets, I don't trust pockets with that shit. Shit falls out of pockets. Um, pockets can have rips in them. Screw oh, that. Right. I'd rather have them secured and clipped to either myself or the boat. You know, honestly, the life preserver is probably the best way to go. But um, in my case now where I don't have the pockets, I, I don't mind doing what I do. Yep. So that's just a tip. Take extreme care and caution when securing your valuables, particularly your wallet and your keys whenever you're getting in or out of a kayak. Jerry House gave us meat. <laughs> Jerry House did give us meat. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, it's it's funny because, like, I'll give you a good example. Like, phones. Like, putting a phone in a pocket is such a bad idea, especially if you're competing in a CPR tournament because you're going to be going in and out of that pocket often to get your phone. And I learned real quick um, – about, you know, getting a leash and, and doing something, you know, initially it was uh, a leash that I could put on a lanyard around my neck. So that way, at least it was right there. I, I had access to it. I could unclip it, take my pictures, clip it back. It was good to go. And now I've changed things up a little bit where now I'm using a, a, a leash from the company Rogue. And, you know, that I'm, this isn't necessarily an endorsement uh, for, for that one product, but something like it that works for your phone. I have an iPhone phone 11 so it happens to work well with the placement of the lenses on the camera and everything that style works well for me um you know if it does for your phone then wonderful that's great uh but one thing that that is is interesting is just like taking care of your stuff to know what it can handle so like the first time i had taken a dip at the old devil's swamp my iphone 7 went in with me 
And I was like, yep, phone's dead. It's not going to work. There's no possible way. No, they're not. They're actually waterproof for a certain depth or time. I think it's like 30 minutes or something like that. Like they can handle a lot. And and it blew me away. I never replaced that phone. It was fine. I, I only replaced the phone when I wanted to upgrade. And I actually, I have the other iPhone 7 right down, right around over here. I use it sometimes for trivia. Um it, it'll it'll definitely do the job. But I had a situation where we were night fishing, and Sean and I, and I'll tell you what, I, I was never so happy that I had that leash from Rogue. And what I do is I have it, the, the uh, Velcro strap uh, at one end of the leash goes around the frame of my seat. So mm-hmm. if I ever have to get it, I just reach down to grab the 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 leash itself and I can pull the leash and then get to the phone. If I'm ever like, where the hell did it go? If it slips, I also have a handle right next to me, which is like about the perfect size to put my phone right off to the side where I don't have to have it on my person or have it bouncing around at the bottom of the boat somewhere. I can leave it right up there and access it quickly. I thought that was a great idea until we went night fishing. And when we were paddling back in, Uh, We got back to the launch, and I was getting my stuff together so that I could get out of the kayak and then pull it up on shore and then get the pull it over to the trailer. And I get out of the kayak, and I'm like, okay, I got my 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 keys. I got you know uh, everything else I need here. I was like, where's my phone? And I'm like, oh oh shit, it's not in the handle. And I'm like, all right, where's the leash? So I grab the leash. Yeah, I drag the phone in the water the entire way back. Like at one point or another while I was paddling, the my my paddle had bumped the phone and kicked it out of this pocket. I didn't even hear it hit the water. It was just that sucks. hanging over the side. I mean, thank God I had leash because the phone the phone is fine. It still works great. But if I didn't, oh my God, if I just left it there. And I see people do this stuff all the time where I'll even see it in like YouTube videos. And I'm like, I'll see somebody's phone like lying on the bottom of their kayak. And I'm like, oh man, I could just see like, you know, they get a fish on board and it's flopping around and decides to kick. And, you know, you never know. You got to be prepared for anything, you know? So tie that shit down. If nothing else, like at least have it like, tied down to something or don't bring it on if you can avoid it you know like yeah if there's and something is that, you can do is, is that the rogue um phone leash that you inherited from me no no this is oh, the you one, a one you you remember at the uh at the trifecta i won a road package of all kinds oh of that's stuff. right that's right yeah, yeah so i won uh there was a, a phone leash in there there was a paddle leash which is awesome because i'll tell you what now like it's great I, I won't think a second i'll be like you know I, I got a bite or something like that. And I, like, especially this was uh, more so in, in my paddle kayak than, than on the Titan, but I would be paddling and I'd get a bite and I would take the, the, because I didn't have a clamp or, or a spot to put my paddle. I had to just like lay it in the kayak with the leash. I just drop it in the water. <laughs> just let it go oh. grab it later. I'm like, whatever, let's get this fish in here and handle this. I'm like, we'll, we'll deal with it. Uh, stupid decision <laughs> because that was my only way to propel myself anywhere. You know, but yeah, it's, you gotta, you gotta keep things strapped in and secured. Maybe get yourself a torque strap. Make sure it's really secured. Torque strap your phone. Torque strap your phone directly to your boat. You know, Snapchat the the whole, the whole journey. Torque strap it right to the old cats. Torque strap it right to the old cats. You bastards. Uh, (laughs) Man, this is, this is bananas. Well, um, how are we for tournament stuff? Do we have anything to to review this week for tournament, tournament jazz? I mean, we, there's no chronic trips. No, that's over. Yeah. 
It's pretty. Oh. We're getting down to where where now we got more space in the show to get zany. No, uh, hey, no Dothraki weddings for a couple of months. No Dothraki <laughs> weddings. Well, that's nice. We're, we're going to develop our morning guy, morning morning radio host personality, you know, personas right now. Whoa! <laughs> Nelson chimes in and he goes, 17 years on a kayak, and this is my first time. It won't happen again." It, yeah, it's true. This is that kind of situation where you'll be like, God damn it. I'm not, not going to forget about this. I had a similar experience. Let me tell you about prison. Whoa! <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> oh, my goodness, guys. Hey, you know what? <sighs> while, we're, while we're bullshitting and yeah. basically wasting everyone's time, um, it's 9.21 p.m. here on it Sunday is. night. Yep. It's not. It's not really. It's really 10.21 p.m., and I feel like death right now, and I want to go to sleep oh, because crazy. we live in an archaic society that fucks around with our clocks. Yep. Stupid. That's all I want to say on that. Stupid. It It, it is, man. I'm dumb. You know, it, it's funny because I was trying to so i gotta tell you something very frightening happened today um mm. my oldest daughter has her her appointment for her um driver's license exam next weekend and she's like i really would like to get out and do some driving dad blah 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 and you know she should be driving my wife's my wife's buick she should mm-hmm. she should be my wife says, why don't you just, she, she's fine. Bring her up to the community college nearby, the big empty parking lot. Bring her over to HCC. Let her do some, you know, driving around the parking lot there. I was like, okay, fine. So I brought her. And did you, were you aware that now they're making you parallel park for, for your license? Uh, I thought I did it. You may might in. have back when we got our licenses, it was uh, like almost like a crapshoot. Like you could have to do it, you may not have to do it, but it was never required. It was all, all hmm. dependent on 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 basically the the who you were with when you when you took your test. Well, now things are a little bit different. Like now the tests happen through the driving school. I had to go to the registry for my license. And I think you probably yeah. did too. Like, wh- or I went with the driving school. Like, they brought me and I used their car. But it was it, you had to go there. Now they do it at their own place. Like they're they're handling it and filling everything out. So I think huh. the driving schools are the ones who brought it back. Like mm. brought back the whole parallel parking. Now there are. I mean, you know, like w- where we live, you don't really have to parallel park as much as some other areas like especially a lot of other like cities um but you know it's one of these situations you're going to run into one time or another and and uh, i got pretty good at it you know i mean it was just one of those things like i would have to do it and i'm like okay cool you know i i don't think i've i've parallel parked like perfectly in some really really like sketchy situations and you know a lot of it i attribute 100 percent to just knowing the vehicle well I asked her, I was like, well, have you done any parallel parking, like with the driving school? I would not have been surprised if she said no, because that seems to be the MO of this driving school. Like she wanted to get and do some highway driving. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll schedule some. And it never happened. So uh, she got behind the wheel of the Forerunner today for the first time. And she drove like a champ. Um, she actually had a dance thing that she had to get uh, dropped off at um, afterwards. And I let her drive there. Uh, you know, she was great. 
But the parallel parking was a little stressful, man. It was a little stressful. I wasn't planning on going to fishing, but I needed to to bring my blood pressure down. You know, it was one <laughs> of those things. Um, so she was like at this this college campus where we were there were some cones set up and uh i had borrowed some cones and to kind of place them where like hey this this pair of cones represents the front and rear of that car this is the front of the car that would be behind you there's your spot let's go parallel park and you know she's trying it and you know and i said do you want me to show you the way i do it and she's like no 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 no, it's okay and i was like you sure she's like okay maybe yeah show me how you do it and i nailed it you know, I'm like, okay, so we go around, great, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is how I find you have to do it. And she's like lining up her bumper with the front bumper of the car that would be in front of her and, and doing it that way. And I said, well, that works, but only if you've got, uh, you're not in a longer vehicle. You know, I said, because it's, it's the rear that you really need to be concerned about, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, you got to be in a good starting position. And I go, once you mess it up, it's kind of hard to come back from, you know, you kind of have to come all the way back out and then redo it. So I was like, it's just one of those things you're just going to have to have to work on. There were tears. Um, not, not from me. (laughs) I was just going to ask. Not, not, not from me. Um, she would i pissed her off something fierce that is one thing that that uh my oldest uh and i have in common is we don't deal with being frustrated well at all and i'm i i feel bad that that she picks that up from me um but yeah we don't deal well at all and yeah she was pissed she did nail it a number of times and i told her i'd bring her back out on thursday and try it so it was man it was it was stressful so i had to get out today and fish and I bring this up because it kind of ties in with daylight savings time because initially I got home, had lunch with the family, and I said to my wife, I go, um, queen beef, I said, uh, I'd like to get out and do a little bit of fishing today. Do you think uh, that that would be possible? And I, of course, got the standard issue eye roll um, and the witty, oh, don't the fish hibernate, though? I mean, you mean they're still biting? You know, and I, I knew it was going to be a go ahead, fine. But she had to give me a, a, a little bit of ribbing about it. Couple jabs, exactly. So we finish up lunch. We're hanging out. We were watching. We started watching this series on Netflix. The movie, the horror movies that made us great. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. And we just finished the one about. I think it was the one about Halloween. And I said, "All right, I'm gonna head out." You know, it's uh, just getting about one o'clock. And she's like, "What?" She's like, "Really?" She's like, "You're not picking her up till like five. And I was like, "Yeah, but it's gonna get dark at four because of daylight savings." She's like, "That's right. This is gonna mess everything up." It was weird, man. I was like, I should probably get going. I should probably get going. It's starting to get dark. And I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, no, we've got plenty of time. In fact, she even called me and said, hey, this thing's going to wrap up earlier than I thought. We're probably going to be done closer to four. She was right on the money. So I, I said, all right, cool. Right about 3.30, I started packing up. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's getting freaking dark. But how was that fucking for time? I fucking hate it. I yeah. fucking hate this stupid clock it, thing. It is. It's, it's so stupid. stupid. Makes no sense. I know. I do know. Like there was, um, Emily Realum Angler, um, on Instagram posts, uh, periodically on her story and she'll mention how she hates how like it's dark until seven thirty, quarter to eight, you know, it's like, it's, it's so dark until, you know, later on. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm just like, I'll just suck it up. I just rather, cause then, you know. We're we're so close now, and things start going back the other way. April's going to come around, and hello, you know. 
Yeah, but uh, changing the clocks, it has, there's nothing good to it. There's no, yeah, it's stupid. There's no, I don't care if it's dark in the morning or dark at night. Yeah, I just it's want gonna be dark. some consistency. This yeah. is stupid. Fucking hate it. Somebody's making money off this somewhere and having a laugh. And you know, I don't know who. I don't know where how it how it works out. I've heard a couple of, te- uh, of of stories about. It. I've heard that it's an uh, agricultural thing, um, but I've also heard that that's sort of a like a cover up. <laughs> like that, that's yeah. not you know that like that's what they want you to think. And I'm like, you're fucking illiterate in the first place. <laughs> well. I thought it was a World War One thing, but it had been suggested. Yeah, back, I heard like, that too. Like, didn't Benjamin Franklin suggest it? I don't know. I don't care. It's stupid. Yeah. There are no high points to it. All it does is stress people out for a day or two or a week, causes heart attacks, People causes people to get into accidents. This is fucking stupid. You know, I had... Uh I had I had seen a meme come up and it was a map uh not a map it was a calendar of the month of November and there was one date the day before um Thanksgiving that was like uh hang out and get blackout drunk with old friends <laughs> that was that one it was like one color there and then it was this weekend there was a separate color for the Sunday the Monday and the Tuesday where they're like uh, no, the Sunday was uh, was uh, have sleep affected by changing clock schedule, and then the following like three days were such and such, where it's all anybody would talk about, <laughs> like just talk about daylight savings time <laughs> for this amount of time, and then of course Thanksgiving was was a uh, fight with your family over and and overeat, you know, party on. Hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. Wasn't you know I use that all the time. Wasn't hashtag truth that big anti smoking um, effort? In the late '90s, early 2000s, that would have been pre hashtags. It could have been. Oh, so, okay. Maybe so it wasn't. I even, don't know. It, you, it, there was a truth something um, that was related to uh, to smoking. It actually, it might have even gotten a little bit wider than smoking too. It might have been like a just an overall PSA. Yeah, public service I just remember, campaign. Or I just something. remember. I know it was smoking and truth were involved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is where we're at in the show today. The fishing's down. <laughs> we're fucking talking about smoking butts. Although I'm very, very excited to get out and do some ice fishing this year. I really, really am. I've I've been uh, I've been acquiring like some base layer clothing, um, which I like a lot. Um, you know, I'm, uh, the older I get, the worse I hate the cold. The more I fight it, and uh, and I do feel like layers are huge. You know, they really are. They're everything. So, well, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm ready for it too. I know I've got a, probably a couple more jaunts out yeah. because I do want to round off some some numbers and fill my fridge. Yeah, fill, fill, fill my freezer with some fish. But um, for sure. Getting to the heart of the matter, the Truth Campaign actually started in 1998 and is still continuing now. So at some point, it started as just Truth and got a hashtag. To it, it got a hashtag. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. yep. So there we go. Don't smoke, people. Well, don't smoke butts. Yeah. Smoke stuff that's worth it, like Grampy Sleepy Tobacco. Party on, or, Wayne. Or as it's known today, Sean's B-Day Tobacco. Sean's B-Day Tobacco. Oh. <laughs> Guys, you know we uh, we're we're uh, we're bringing you the best we got. We're bringing you the best we got. That's what we're doing here. We're doing here. 
If you listen closely, you can hear us scraping the bottom of the, <laughs> the intellectual barrel for today. True, show. it's yeah. I wasn't. I yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I got you know. I'm, uh, let's own it. That's the thing. We're gonna own it. You know. <laughs> My God. Hey, let's take a quick break. We're going to wrap this show up when we get back, guys. Remember, we got more great stuff coming up in uh, future episodes. We've got Edie Wilkinson. That's Bass Queen 83. We've got, we're going to have Delirious on, of course, to talk about Maniac uh, Mod Shop, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, plus, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we have working that uh, I'm very excited about, too. So this is this just happens to be in one of these weird spots where we're kind of getting all these items together for some really great stuff so i i I do apologize for the uh you guys are getting those broken pickles at the bottom of the jar (laughs) you know what i mean we're floundering and talking out our asses (laughs) (laughs) all right guys this is weenie in the butt we'll see you after this short message Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce that we're being supported by Three Bells Outfitters. Located in Smith Cove on the Niantic River, TBO is Connecticut's premier paddle sports retailer. They're a full service shop specializing in kayaks and paddle boards for everything from recreation to tournament fishing. Three Bells is an authorized dealer of Hobie, Jackson, Feel Free, Native, and Bonafide kayaks, as well as many paddleboard brands. Not sure of what kind of SUP or kayak you want? TBO offers free demos of all brands. Want to go for an extended test drive? They have a full service rental facility on site. Three Bells also offers a complete rigging service for your kayak with such brands as Yak Attack, Yak Gear, Burley Pro, Yak Power, Torquedo, and more. The sky is the limit. You can visit Three Bells Outfitters in person or online at threebellsoutfitters.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. Can't make it to the store to pick up your kayak or worry the freight company might damage your purchase? Three Bells Outfitters offers a white glove delivery of kayaks within a 225 mile radius of their store at a rate less than typical freight carriers. They will deliver your kayak, set it up, and answer any questions you may have. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to tell them Jigs and Bigs sent you Three Bells Outfitters because life is better on the water. Hey, what's up, guys? Bobby Rose Beef. Now, normally, and I've mentioned earlier in the show that we don't have an interview scheduled for this week, but in this spot, I have something that uh, I want to put in here that is, uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's a really, it's, it's kind of a sad, uh, it's, it is definitely a very sad uh, story, but uh, it, it, it definitely um, brought to light the connect, uh, how, how well connected the fishing community is. Um, now, a, a lot of you guys may have heard uh, about about the passing of uh, three-time Bassmaster Anglin Aaron Martins, uh, he he did lose his battle with brain cancer uh, at 49 years old, uh, which is very very unfortunate. Um, and uh, you know, I, I make no secrets about the fact that when it comes to, to tournament bass fishing at any level, I'm very green. I I, I don't necessarily know. All these names, you know, and and all these details about the anglers and competitors. So when when something like this happens, 
I don't really know the the whole backstory or how this 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 uh, how Aaron Martin specifically in this case ha- had competed. I don't know the history or anything like that. So what I'd like to do here is I've got a couple of things. Uh, I would like to go and just read something that the when I got the details from this this uh, story. It was from a Bassmaster article by Pete Robbins. I just kind of want to read that for you guys to give you some of the details. In case you're like me, you don't understand who Aaron Martins is, um, what he meant to the community. But then we're going to follow this up. And, and again, like fishing community is a major um, sort of it, – it's a, it's a big flag that we wave here at Jigs and Bigs. And – Part of our circle, uh, Elise Noel, you guys know Ellie in the wild. Uh, she she had a, a, a small interaction with Aaron. But she's going to shed a little bit of light on it, uh, on it as well. I asked her if she could record something and send it to me, and she she did. She knocked it out of the park. So we'll share that in a minute. But get started. A- Aaron Martins was a uh, three-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year and a three-time winner of the prestigious U.S. Open. And uh, he passed away after a 19-month battle with brain cancer at the age of 49. That is very, very frightening. I am not much younger than that. And uh, brain cancer, I've had family that have dealt with brain cancer it's it's a bitch that's really all that can be said martins initially owned uh his fishing skills on the famed trophy factory castaic lake in southern california fishing tournaments with his mother carol after a storied career on numerous regional circuits he qualified for the bassmaster top 150 tour through the bassmaster western opens and subsequently fished on various in, uh various iterations of that tour including the bassmaster elite series from 1999 all the way through 2018 Along the way, he qualified for and competed in 20 Bassmaster Classics, finishing in the top 10 on nine occasions, including four runner-up finishes at the 2005 Bassmaster Classic in Pittsburgh. He had the winning fish on several times and ultimately fell short of Kevin Van Dam's winning weight by a mere six ounces. The following year at uh, at Lay Lake, he again finished second to Van Dam, albeit by a larger margin. Martins won nine Bassmaster tournaments, three of them on different water in his home state of California, as well as in Alabama, Illinois, Arizona, Maryland, and in New York. At the final win in 2017 on Lake Champlain, he was in 19th place heading into the final day of competition, but he amassed a monstrous catch to leapfrog the other 18 anglers. That's amazing. Uh, It's a mark that will likely never be matched or topped in the Elite Series competition since final day fields were usually limited to 12 anglers and now consist of 10 qualifiers. During his more than two decades at BASS, he won more than $3 million, excuse me. In addition to competing with BASS, Martins also fished the FLW Tour from 2001 through 06 and qualified for the Forest Wood Cup three times. In 2003, he won a tour event on Wheeler Lake, and the following year, he won at Champlain. He later fished at the Major League Fishing Made for Television events and left BASS to compete on the Bass Pro Tour circuit in 2019. Despite the fact that several of his most notable achievements came using power fishing techniques he bristled at being pigeonholed as a finesse fisherman many of martin's most success most meaningful innovations came using light line techniques at the 2004 classic on lake wiley in in which he finished second to takihiro amori's last minute charge he brought several obscure lures from the 1970s back to life including scroungers the horsey heads meaning underspins both of which came became in integral parts of most serious bass anglers' arsenals. 
He's perhaps best known for his prowess and reliance upon the drop shot technique, in which he had a strong hand in popularizing. Indeed, he taught taught it to many in his, of his uh, fellow tour pros. While Martins moved from his native California to Alabama partway through his career to ease the road strain on his traveling family, he remained closely affiliated with the Golden State. He tirelessly worked to refine both finesse and big bait techniques and was noted for his tackle tinkering and perfectionism. He was also a conduit between Japanese innovators and the U.S. bass scene and at times was sponsored by various Japanese companies including Mega Bass, Duo Realis, Sunline, and Shimano. The self-titled Furious Hog Snatcher was also an avid runner, backpacker, backpacker, and camper. He's survived by his wife Leslie, his children Jordan and Spencer, and his mother Carol. I'm going to go ahead and throw this over to Ellie. She's going to share her her experience with Aaron and uh, I want to say thank you Ellie for uh, for for sharing this story with us especially on such short notice. Appreciate it. It definitely goes without saying that the entire fishing community is saddened by the passing of Aaron Martins. But I've noticed over the past few days seeing the social posts and website articles and just hearing different people's memories of him the most common denominator is that that story or memory will will probably put a smile on your face I shared a story on my socials and and I had people kind of commenting the same thing and um what an amazing legacy to leave behind not only was he a dope angler I mean the most strategic kind of approach and who has three AOIs and then wins like a dozen tournaments and is approaching like the $4 million mark in the professional bass fishing world. That's like a white whale. So that's an amazing, you know, he's pretty much a legend and the most down to earth kind of human that you'll meet and that was genuine. It wasn't, he wasn't putting on a show or anything like that. He was truly a genuinely nice dude. And my experience with Aaron Martins was still till this day puts a smile on my face. Just telling this story makes me smile. In 2017, I started traveling more to get more content to scale my business. And I went up the street to the Bassmaster Elite Tournament at Champlain. And um, I was getting pictures. And I actually witnessed Aaron Martins win that tournament, which was really cool. And I, w- I had an assistant at the time. And I was like, okay, we got to take this on the road more. So we drove to Detroit and went to the Bassmaster Elite event on Lake St. Clair. At that event, I've been to that location a couple of times now, they leave this park area and they actually have to idle down a canal to get to the opening of the river before they can just like rooster tail into the sunrise. And my friend Emma, who is working with me, we kind of positioned ourselves at the edge of the canal to get the most ideal photos and for the most part you know the guys are focused they're getting their game face on it would just be like a snap 
and we wouldn't really have any kind of exchange. Around the corner, I see the tip of a boat that was purple, and I realized, oh, there's Aaron Martins. And then all of a sudden, he throws his arms up into the air and was giving us this huge air hug and was like smiling and grinning. And mind you, that morning, it was a balmy, balmy morning. It was freezing. Emma and I were underdressed. We were freezing. And he, like Aaron Martins, was dressed like bundled up and he was just waving like a grin that went ear to ear and he was like stay warm have a good day and we were like good luck and like that exchange was something that I have just kept with me till this day because it was so genuinely nice and down to earth and kind and nobody has to do that (laughs) like you don't have to do that but the fact that he did that without even thinking otherwise that just goes to show the type of person that he was and that just goes to show the type of legacy that he'll leave and I'm just happy to even have a story like this to share so my thoughts definitely go out to the family and friends and the fishing community it's quite a sting but those memories and stories that make us smile those kind of help dull that sting so thanks for listening to my little story have a grand day well everybody it's jigs and bigs welcome back it's your host bobby roast beef here i got sean the fisherman sean the fisherman how are you today I sat on attack. <laughs> oh, I don't know that what the hell got into it. <laughs> that shit hurt. <laughs> See, let's let's again let's pull the what was it? Pull the doily off the iguana. Let's go ahead and pull the doily <laughs> off the iguana here, guys. There has been talk about us potentially doing some stuff with clips on the show on our YouTube channel. So, um, and and one of the things that we kind of would like to do is incorporate. Um, I mean, it'd be great if we could do these animated, like actually have somebody animate them, or or find like some type of a, a tool or something like that to to go ahead and do this. But even if it was just a still shot with some like interpretive artwork of like the, that <laughs> clip right there, where we drop that on the on the screen. So it's one of these things that we're kind of talking about. And I was like, and when I said animated, we just kind of went with it like ridiculous. And that's why we're all kind of talking like a bunch of jackasses, you know. Come <laughs> oh, on, we're doing. We're we're living our best, you know. Morning radio show host. It's true. Nineteen seventy or nineteen eighty life. That's what we're doing. That's basically it. You know, uh, there is a lot of really high end content that is coming down the pipe as we get toward the end of the year. Like we had said, not only do we have the shopping guide for you guys this year for the holiday gifts, um, and you should know that we're going to do things a little bit differently over there. We are revamping jigsandbigs.com. Um, so the blog style that's over there now that's kind of like hasn't really been, even been used since uh, since Cheryl has taken over for us with the uh, with the the fishing blog. Um, 
what we're going to be doing is changing things over a little bit and and making the site look quite a bit different. Um, what what this really kind of means for you guys, though, is that where the hell was I even going with this, man? I totally forgot what I was talking about. Can you refresh my memory? We'll be right back with that new foreigner single, Jukebox Hero. It's a real singer. <laughs> it is a real singer. Um, but this, oh yeah, the format for the gift giving guide, that's what it is. That's where I was going with this. The format's going to be a little bit different because this time what we want to do this time last year, we did not have the ability to share links on our story Mm -hmm. that. So, so this was, again, this is one of those things that, that we're planning on. So when we go through the gift guide, we will actually be showing these products with a link of where you can get them at the price that we talk about everything else. So if it's an item that you can get. Uh, you know, at at one of our our partners, you know, outlets, we're going to send you there. If there's, if there's something that you can do, you know, that we that's an amazing deal on something that's like on Amazon, like something random, we're going to send you there too. So the idea is that this stuff will be on our story, but we're going to save that story as the holiday 2021 gift guide on our profile. So you'll be able to go there and check it anytime you want. Make it real, real nice and convenient for you. So we're going to Get that up and out for you guys, um, and I'm really excited about it this year. Like I said, we're not going to limit ourselves to just 10. We're going to add a bunch of things in. Um, I will be some some of the items actually may have been upgraded or or, or changed up. You know, um, there's a net that I really like these days, mm. a net that I really, really, really like, which is a slight variation on the one I recommended last year. So. Good stuff. Um, what else is going on for the rest of the year? Um, we are serious about Jigs and Bigs Live, folks. We really want to do this. Um, let us know if you would be interested in uh, a Jigs and Bigs Live event near you where we record this podcast in a live studio setting. We'd have a couple of microphones set up so that uh, folks in the uh, in the audience could uh, engage with us. They come up and, you know, grab the mic and, you know, ask a question or you know we do a little q a stuff like that it could be a whole lot of fun and of course um if we're gonna do this i might as well do a little fishing game show as well and by doing that we can give away some swag so we got a lot of partners a lot of partners that like to take good care of us so they do yeah yeah they do they definitely make that one one last thing we should mention too the uh the ongoing instagram giveaways Mm. Mm. So we are less than a hundred away from doing the next giveaway on Jigs and Bigs. Less than a hundred follows. Yeah. And I want to say the Sean the Fisherman account is also getting closer to 150 than it is a hundred. Let's see. Yeah, we're getting we're 165. That's huge, man. It's yeah, I mean, it is. this stuff's going to happen. I had uh, <laughs> sent out the little extras to our winner on the Bobby Rose Beef uh, page. And uh, so she's got that. All of our other partners are uh, they've all been informed of uh, shipping info and everything. And they're sending their stuff out as well. So very, very cool. Lots of fun. Big thank you to them. I really, really appreciate it. You guys are absolutely amazing. Uh I think that about does it for us this week, man. It's been uh, it's been a very cold week. I did- There's one. Speaking of cold, so we've turned our heat on. I yeah, like to try to push do. it to November. You know, I really do. If I can push it to November, I feel pretty good about it. We turn the heat on. Now, we have old school radiators in our house. Cast iron, 
Like, makes a little bit of noise when the heat kicks on. It's all good. Sometime this fall, you know that little valve on the front of the boiler? Have you ever seen this? It's a little tube, and it's supposed to be full about like two-thirds of the way. And I was like, well, that's really low. It happens all the time. It just evaporates. Sometimes you got to add some water to it. So I, I open the valve, and I let it go. And then I don't know if I was like half asleep or whatever, but I way overfilled it. Yeah, I way overfilled it. So I tried to drain a bunch of it, uh, a bunch of it out and get things back up and running. But um, this is the first year with uh, Eleanor where the heat has gone on and, you know, there's hissing from that she's hearing for like the first time, you know, from when we got her, we got her. The heat was already on. She came in here and like any of like the pinging sounds or anything like that. But this time it was crazy. So I drained out a bunch of it and it was it's it's fine. It's good now. But when we first fired it up, man, it was like sounded like someone was getting in there with the freaking hot mops. You know what I mean? Like it was getting I was like, whoa, this is nuts. It got so bad, Sean, because where I am. In the disco dungeon right now, I'm right under our dining room, okay? And we have a radiator right just over to my left. And these were spewing water at one point. And yeah, and the water was pooling up uh, in front of, and it was almost getting on the desk. Holy shit. I happened to come down and was like, I want to check on something. I took everything apart. Friday night after trivia, took everything apart down here, put it all, and I, I happen to have these uh, these these road cases for for stuff. Crammed everything in there, shut them up tight. I was like, we're good. Everything's dry now, but I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get any any water dropping in here or anything like that. So it's all it's all worked out, but it freaking had me concerned for a little <laughs> bit. But poor Eleanor, oh my god, like three o'clock in the morning, temp drops just a little bit. Heat kicks on, clang, clang, boom. She starts barking a storm up like crazy. Oh, ridiculous. Poor, poor derpy dog. Fucking just trying dog. to live her derpy dog life and getting her ass kicked by yeah, the, uh, she is by the radiators. 100%. Sorry. Well, I think yeah. that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Uh, hope you guys have yourselves a good one. I appreciate you checking this out. Of course, big shout out to our jig heads as always. If you'd like to become a jig head, it's easy to do. Just visit jigsandbigs.com and uh, sign up on our Patreon page. It's pretty awesome. And uh, it gets you some pretty cool stuff. You get early access, the ability to engage with the show as we record it, uh, as well as any kind of other extras that we can pass along the way. Some extra, extra items here and there. Go on, Sean. You might get to hear us talking wacky voices. You just might. You just fucking might. Um, You know, anyway, like we always say, guys, get out there and catch some fish. Yes, it's cold. Yes, getting out there early sucks. I like to push it off a little bit later in the day. They can still be caught. They can definitely still be caught. Um, Get out there and catch some fish. Enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you can get 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 a few more on the board before things ice up and it gets really cold here in Western Mass. If you're down south and you don't have to worry about what that shit well, I'm booking my Verbo right now, and we can go and go fishing to us. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this one up, guys. Have yourselves a good one. We appreciate you very much. As always, take good care uh, and uh, tight lines. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,